Okay. Now, so Ezra chapter 1 and verse 1. During the first year of the reign of the king of Persia, the Lord fulfilled Jeremiah's prophecy. So Jeremiah said it too. By giving Cyrus the desire to send this proclamation throughout his empire, he also put it in the permanent records of the realm. Now that's important. We think these guys didn't take any notes at all. You know, that's the reason we get away with thinking evolution's God. You know, why? Uh, I mean, only our great society is so smart. Well, that doesn't explain how the people in South America did massive things without any engineering skills like we have today. Or even the Great Pyramids, how in the world they did all that kind of stuff. See, I mean, we got to quit thinking that, you know, that everything's just getting better and better and better, praise the Lord. We're actually the same because God created us. It's not like we evolved from, you know, a monkey or nothing. It's just plain evidence. So anyway, these guys took records. There were records. That's the reason outside the Bible we have records of the king of Persia. But anyway, verse 2, the king of Persia hereby announced that Jehovah, the God of heaven, who gave me my vast empire has now given me the responsibility to build a temple in Jerusalem. Now, where have we heard that before? What's going on? God's having mercy. Remember, the Bible says that when Solomon dedicated that temple, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. What did he say? He'll heal their, heal their land. He also said in that prayer, if we don't obey you, we start worshiping idols, and we get drug off to other nations, if wherever we at, we turn our hearts to you, you'll draw us back. So this promise was always there. Moses had that promise because he put his hands on his hips too, and he said, look, when I die, y'all are going to your idols. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it goes. But anyway, so here's what happened. So this king of Persia... Okay, uh, he says, all the Jews, through, this is, uh, he says, he's given me now the responsibility of building him a temple. This guy's not even a Jew. Look what he says, all Jews throughout the kingdom may now return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple of Jehovah, who is the God of Israel and of Jerusalem. May blessings rest upon you. Why are you getting all this favor? It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Those Jews who do not go should contribute toward the expenses of those who do. And also supply them with clothing, transportation, supplies, the journey, and a free will offering for the temple. Then God gave a great desire to the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and Levites to return to Jerusalem at once to rebuild the temple. And all the Jewish exiles who chose to remain in Persia gave them whatever assistance uh, <clears throat> they could as well for the temple. King Cyrus himself donated the gold bowls and the other valuable things that Nebuchadnezzar, see, he took, man, when he ransacked Israel, he took it all. Now, uh, so this is good news. Now, here's, here's some details of some things that they brought back. And let's go to chapter 2. This is a list of all the people. This is the reason you cannot erase this and think it's just funny book stuff. I mean, just make all this stuff up. Man, I would be wore out if I had to make all this stuff up because it all fits. You can check other books and you'll go, uh-oh, that guy's daddy was this guy's daddy. And it says these guys left when these guys left. This guy was king when this guy was king. It's too much fit. And some of these authors didn't even know each other. I mean, they didn't have email. But anyway, here's the record. So anyway, they come on down here. This is the list of all who are coming back. I thought this was interesting here. Uh, they get down here. The temple assistants, the descendants of Solomon's officers were 392. There was another group. Uh, let's see. Look at this. Look at this. I don't believe the Bible. The Bible's got, you know, whoa, look at this. However, they lost their genealogies and could not prove they were really Israelites. Well, don't say that in our Holy Bible. Wow. We don't want to show mistakes. We show David's mistakes. We show Manasseh's mistakes. We show Moses' mistakes. 
Moses leading the children of Israel to the promised land. You know, he loses, he loses his cool. You stiff-necked bunch of people. And he took his staff and he hit the rock. And God told him, don't hit the rock. Well, you don't do that kind of stuff. That's because this is a record book. This is great history. But anyway, they couldn't prove they were, uh, that they were really Jews. I mean, really priests. And, and so, but what was interesting, notice what it says. Well, if you go on it, they had to wait till, uh, they wouldn't allow them to eat with a priest and eat the share of that food until they could uh, uh, use the Urim and Thummim. It's almost like rolling dice to find out whether or not uh, they were. Okay, so this is a big list. It goes on. Chapter 3. Okay, during the month of September, everyone had returned to Jerusalem. I uh, had came to Judah from uh, to Jerusalem from their homes of other towns. Uh, let's see. They built this um, immediately. They built an altar and they started sacrificing burnt offerings upon it. The altar was built on the old site. It was immediately used in the morning and evening burnt sacrifices of the Lord. I mean, offerings to the Lord for the people were fearful of attack. Now, what does that mean? See, that's the reason we have gotten so far away from the Bible. Jesus died on the cross for you and I. Let's say we were on our way back home to our home country. These guys were what? Fearful of attack. Somebody's going to get us. If we would just look to Jesus, He'll take care of your empty gas tank. He'll take care of your job. He'll take care of your kids that are sick at the stomach. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of, oh my gosh. This looks like a bad neighborhood and I'm trapped in here. Oh no, somebody might have a gun. Don't worry about it. Psalm 91, hello. You'll not be afraid for the arrow that flies by day. A wild bullet or whatever. My boss came in the other day and uh, it was so funny. Uh, he was driving down Record Road, James Record Road, and all of a sudden his right window in his big brand new truck flew into the car. <laughs> And we were scratching our heads thinking when he come back and said, you think he got shot at or whatever? Who knows? It could have just shattered. But he was looking, he was ducking, whatever. But we can all walk out here and go, you never know. And we all didn't walk this morning, we drove. We can get so worried that you never know, you know, this might be the last second. No, we're, it's not the last second. But I wanted you to see this. As instructed in the law of Moses, the man of God, the altar was rebuilt it, and it was used immediately to sacrifice. Notice it, it's actually the morning and evening burnt offering. That is your daily sacrifice for sins. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Then what? Forgive us our trespasses. For some reason we think, Whoop, I've done the big one. It's over with. You have a daily Jesus who died for your sins. Don't worry. So here they are. They're building this temple back up. Cyrus said do it. Okay? And they were fearful of being attacked. Now, why? Well, anyway, it goes on. It says here, they were having a great feast and all that was wonderful. Uh, let's see. They got all this hardware. They hired masons and carpenters and all this. They were, it was fantastic. Okay, the workforce, all these guys. Let's see. Let me skip down a little bit. Yeah, notice this. And while they were, uh, when the builders completed the foundation, the priests put on their official robes. They blew their trumpets. And the descendants of Asaph crashed their cymbals to praise the Lord in the manner ordained by King David. They sang rounds of praise and thanks to God, saying, He is good and His love and His mercy toward Israel will last forever. Then the people gave a great shout, praising God that the foundations were built. Okay, now this is kind of interesting. Many of the Levites, the priests and the Levites and the leaders, the old men who remembered Solomon's beautiful temple, remember they were there and they lost it and they had to be, they were kicked out for about quite a while and then they come back. 
They wept aloud while others were shouting for joy. So there was weeping and shouting at the same time. Some were crying and some were shouting. Okay. Uh-oh. A little bit of bad news. So look what happened. When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles had returned and were rebuilding the temple, they approached Zerubbabel and the other leaders and said, Hey, let us work with you because we're interested in your God. Oh, really? Oh, really? Zerubbabel and we'll just say Zach and John anyway. And the other Jewish leader said, no, you may not have any part in this. The temple of God must be built by the Israelis just as King Cyrus commanded. Anyway, they tried to do what? They tried to discourage and frighten them. They sent lies to King Sirius. Oh man, now we're doomed. They just sent lies. Ever happened to you, you know? You're in the right and all of a sudden somebody tells maybe your boss or maybe one of your close friends, well, don't trust joy. No, mm -mm, don't do that. I can tell you something about joy, you know. What am I going to do? Listen, you stay focused. There's not anybody that can outsmart God. And you're with Him, right? Now watch how this plays out. Afterward, when King Ahasuerus began to reign, well, now we're toast. My old boss is gone. Quit that. Use your faith. Yeah, but I don't see how God... Don't see how anything. Trust the Lord. You've already been given instruction that He's going to take care of you. He's going to feed you. He's going to protect you. Quit thinking it's all going to fall apart. Man, we are toast now. When something good happens, ten bad things happen. Don't do that. Expect great things. Okay. So anyway, uh, they began to discourage the residents and frighten them by sending agents to lie to King Cyrus. This went on during his entire reign, and it lasted until Darius took the throne. Who's Darius? He was in Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. Remember that? King Darius. Darius was the one that rescued him. Okay. Afterward, King Aras- Anyways, King A began to reign. He wrote a letter of accusation against the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And they did the same thing, same thing during the king of uh, Axerus and any of these other guys. They wrote a letter. And anyway, what happened here was they said, okay, stop working. So now it looked like they were doomed. They had to stop. So look down here at verse 11. Here's the text of the letter sent to this King A. Greetings, your loyal subjects west uh, from your royal subjects east of the, uh, anyway west of the Euphrates. These were the bad guys that didn't like Israel. Please be informed that the Jews sent to Jerusalem from where Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, are rebuilding this historic, rebellious, and evil city. They've already rebuilt the walls and they repaired the foundations of the temple. But we wish you to know. Uh, that if this city is rebuilt, it will be to your disadvantage. The Jews will refuse to pay your taxes to you. I mean, they're just saying bad thing after bad thing. And anyway, they go on and they say, you better stop all this. Well, let's see. Let me speed ahead. Let's see what he hit. The king made this reply to those idiot countries outside. He said, okay, look. Greetings, gentlemen. Okay. The letter was sent and translated and read to me. I've ordered a search of the records and indeed found that Jerusalem has in the past been a hotbed of many evil kings. Okay. Anyway, he says they ought to stop. So now you got a letter from the president and he says, yeah, stop. Well, guess what the Jews do? We ain't stopping. The priest said, no, you keep on working. Oh, this man this is like, oh my goodness. Well, it's okay. Watch this. Here we are at chapter five. We're only going to chapter seven. But the prophets in Jerusalem, these were these guys, and we recognize them. Haggai, you ever heard of him? Yeah. He's a little, tiny little book. Zechariah, heard of him? Tiny little book. You can read it in about four minutes. They brought messages uh, from Israel to uh, uh, Zerubbabel and encouraged him to begin building. And anyway, they, they kept building. Oh, this Governor T was so mad. Boy, he was mad. Who gave you permission to do this? 
And anyway, they said, give me your names. I want your name. What's your Henry? Hmm, got you. Mm-hmm. You work there? Yeah, got you. Laura? Got you. Mm-hmm. Dustin? Yeah, got you. Josh? Yeah. Joy? Melody? Fred? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got you. Yeah, I'll get back with you. Now what are you going to do? They got my name. Hey, Gavin, got your name? Oh, no. Man, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, but the king told us to quit working. Watch what happens. This is great. So anyway, so they write this, say, Oh, King Darius, we wish to inform you that we went to the construction site, and oh my goodness, they're building. How horrible. We asked the leaders, who gave you permission? And we demanded their names, because we want them executed. And anyway, their answer was, we are the servants of the Most High. This is, should be our answer, too. We're rebuilding the temple that was constructed here many eight centuries ago by the king of Israel. But afterwards, our ancestors, we angered the God of heaven, and that's true. He abandoned us and let Nebuchadnezzar destroy this place. But they insisted that the king Cyrus of Babylon, during the first year of his reign, issued a great decree that the temple should be rebuilt. Now remember, this was prophesied by, by Isaiah. And God had touched Cyrus's heart and said, I want it done. Uh, and it, so watch how this plays out. So anyway, anyway they, they had their details. They said Nebuchadnezzar gave all that gold back, sent it all back. And anyway, they gave all the details. So watch what happens here. We request that you search the royal library. Of course, back in those days, everybody was bozos. Nobody had records. Yes, there were. There were records everywhere. The Romans had wonderful records. So he says, look, I want you to go search the royal library and check. And let us know about your pleasure in this matter. Well, here's what he did. So King Darius issued orders to, be, to search the Babylonian archives, which of course don't exist. Nobody believes that nobody had anything. Yeah, they did too. Eventually, look at this. The record was found in the province of Media. This is what it said. In the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. Hello, look at this. He said concerning the temple of the Jews... He said they should be rebuilt, the foundations be laid, and all this kind of stuff, the width and the height and everything. All expenses be paid by the king. Hallelujah. The gold and the silver bowls taken by Nebuchadnezzar were brought back. Now look, here, here comes your answer. Look at this. I'll tell you what, if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Now watch, look what happens here. So here's what King, and King Darius is ticked off. He wrote this message to the governor of this bozo guy outside of Israel. Don't disturb the construction. Let it be rebuilt on its former site. And don't molest the governor of Judah and the leaders in their work. Moreover, I decree, look at this, can you read? That you pay full construction cost without delay. Hallelujah. Now you just had your name taken. Did you have to do any of this? God took all this behind the scenes for you and figured it out. He fixed it. Watch this. He says, give the priest, young bulls, rams. Oh, man, we've stuck our foot in our mouth. Now they've got to fork out all this stuff. Oh, let's see. And give them wheat and wine. Well, we don't do no drinking. Drinking's not going to kill you. It's not. And don't cut off your friends because they drink. I did that one time. I mean, for years, I just thought, ooh, you drink. Ooh. I didn't know better. I didn't know people in the Bible, the priests were drinking the whole time. It's what the Lord says do. You also? It ain't going to kill you. It's not. Besides that, when the Lord, uh, he took the cup that night and he said, whatever, you know the story. Okay. He said, so give them all these things and watch this. And then they'll be able to offer sacrifices. Watch this. Is the king still talking? 
They'll be over, offer sacrifices to the God of heaven. Look at this. And pray for me and my sons. This king, Darius, was going to have these guys' heads if they interfered anymore. He says, you leave them alone because they're going to pray for me and my sons. Now, why would you want to do that? The God of heaven will make you live long. The God of heaven will keep your dynasty going. Cyrus knew. That, matter of fact, we read it in, the first, first, in that first chapter that Cyrus knew God had given him that kingdom. Let's see, that's the sixth chapter. I'm, I'm about to watch this. Notice this. He said, uh, the king of Cyrus said this, the God of heaven who gave me my vast empire, he knew God gave it to him. Okay, back to the sixth chapter. Okay, so he, or he found out that was so... Okay, let's see. Notice this. He goes on and says, Anyone who attempts to change this message in any way shall have the beams pulled from his house, built into gallows, on which he shall be hanged. Can you remember Mordecai? They were going to try to kill Mordecai. This is a sister book right next to, see that book's right here. Same time frame. Right there. Right there. Wonderful story right there. Remember, and Mordecai's wife said, "Uh uh-oh. If he's a Jew, you may as well give up because it'll kill you if you go after him. And it's going to kill anybody that tries to destroy you too. Our God didn't quit being good. Now, anyway, real quickly here. Uh, then the seventh chapter, all these people, they're all happy because this is a list of all these guys that, uh, that got back and they had this fantastic, um, they had this fantastic, um, oh, 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 look at this. This this is a response from the king of Persia. Look what he says. Oh, if you run short of money on the construction and the temple for any similar need or any similar needs, you may requisition funds for the royal treasury. Bob, you ever heard of that? Marty, requisition funds. I mean, look at that. If you run out of money, don't you worry. You just let us know. We'll get the money to you. Praise the Lord. Amazing. Simply amazing. Now, this is about the end of this book, but uh, uh, there's some good details. You know, when you write a note... And even I could say, like, even in this message, I go, oh, I forgot to tell you something. Here's a quick recap. I want to show you something that I think is wonderful because it has to do with what the Lord is going to do for us. So he says, these are the names of the people that came from Babylon. Okay. Now, this is what I want you to watch. We assembled at the Ahava River. We'll just say the Tennessee River. We camped there for three days. Well, I went over the list of people and the priest who had arrived. And I found that not one Levite volunteered. Oh, man. So I sent Ed and Al and whatever, Sherman and whatever, just a list of these guys. And I said, hey, go tell the Levite leaders. Some of those guys need to go with us. Well, actually, they did. They, they changed their mind. They said, okay, we're going to go back. God was good. Now, watch this. He sent us an outstanding man named Sherebiah along with 18 of his sons and brothers, a very astute man and a descendant of whoever, all this kind of, anyway, all these temple people that came. Now, he says, when I declare, he said, I, then I declare a fast. Now, why? There at the Tennessee River that we would humble ourselves and we pray. Now, watch this. Watch this now. Has this got anything to do with us today? And we prayed that he would give us a good journey and protect us and our children and our goods as we travel. For I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and a cavalry to accompany us, to accompany us. And protect us from the enemies along the way. After all, I told the king that God would protect us. That's right, he would. And all those who worshipped him. That disaster would not come on only those, disaster would only come on those who had forsaken him. So we fasted and begged God to take care of us. And he did. And he'll do the same thing for you. 
If you've got to take a trip tonight and you've got to go all the way to Florida, don't worry about it. Lord protect you. We're going to take a trip here in a moment. We're all going to go home. Or we're all going to go here or there or whatever. We want to watch the Super Bowl tonight. Well, don't think you're going to die. The Lord will protect you, praise the Lord. Just constantly do like these guys do. Just trust the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you. By your stripes, we're healed if we're not feeling good. You'll take care of that. That's easy. And if we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. It's just great seeing what you did for uh, uh, for Israel. Those kings, their hearts were turned, and you provided all that money, helped them out, and all the people as well. Father, and if it's something that has nothing to do with money or not being not our bodies are not hurting, whatever, it's just something else we got trouble with. Lord, we just know you'll fix it. You always do. So we're asking for your help. And I didn't leave anything left but for us to do like what these guys are doing. Tell everybody that the God of the heaven and the earth is doing all these wonderful things for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.